Hey, everybody. The Lord be with you. <laughs> All right. Is that okay? All right. I'm not used to wearing these things, so you'll have to pardon, pardon me here. Well, uh, it's great to be with you guys uh, this morning, and if you're visiting, I uh, welcome you. It's great to see your faces here. Um, today, uh, you know, as I've been preparing this weekend, um, something I've kind of been realizing is that, you know, it, this could almost be like part two of Ben's sermon a few weeks ago, if you guys were here with us. Um, like if this were a movie, it'd be like Kung Fu Panda 2, you know, it's like suffering in the kingdom too. Um, because this passage today um, from, for, from Peter is basically reiterating this call to, uh, to embrace suffering, to endure suffering, right? Um, it's not, not to avoid it or shut it down or pull back from it or run away from it, um, but to stand in it and to go through it. And the good news that we're going to proclaim today is that even though in this life we still experience suffering, we remember that our God walked through suffering to resurrect- resurrection victory. And he now walks us through the same. And he empowers us to walk others through theirs. And I got to be honest with you guys, this week has been a week of suffering <laughs> for me. As I've been preparing this sermon, um, it's been quite difficult. It, our month uh, has been a lot of travel. Um, Ben's been gone a lot. We've both been gone a lot. Um, and that wears on you. It, you know, you kind of get sort of weak and tired. And um, on top of that, I haven't been feeling the greatest. So that's always a, a bonus. Um, but as I've been preparing, like, I would get this sense of what God was saying to us, and then it would just feel like it slipped through my fingers. And, you know, like, I, there were all these ideas and these thoughts and these points, uh, but they were not coming together. It was like they were just all swirling, um, they were scattered, um, and I'd go to books and commentaries, and, I mean, I found some really great books on suffering, um, Really great points, but again, it just was all a mess once I came down to it and writing this sermon, and I'd get frustrated, so I'd go and I'd go for a walk or, you know, take a break, uh, come back to it and be like, okay, here we go, we're going to do this, Uh, and then I'd just come, oh my goodness, this is just like a jumbled heap, it's not coming together. Um, We recently got a puppy. Some of you guys have met him, her, excuse me. Uh, Her name is Edith, and we call her Edie. And she is an absolute blessing to our family. She is just a tremendous joy, Uh, even when she bites your ear. That really hurts, but we love her. Um, And I don't know if you guys have have seen, like, cats and dogs with the, you can get the little laser light and play with them, you know? You're doing it on the floor, and then they jump over to it. That's how I felt this week. (laughs) I feel like, okay, I'm getting close, and then, you know, here, I got it, and then I lift my hands, and I'm like, where'd it go? It's gone. It's just not there. It's not coming together, and so this week, honestly, has been, uh, just felt like that, a week of suffering, (laughs) and as Sunday has come closer, more and more anxiety and nervousness has risen in my heart, and 
even to the point of like starting to doubt myself of, gosh, should I even be doing this, you know, and starting to turn it all on myself. And uh, probably waited a little bit too long, uh, but eventually reached out to our community, uh, to the preaching cohort. And the, the subject line was sermon, ugh, <laughs> help, you know, I'm saying, uh, I can't do this alone. I need your guys' help. And in this struggle, as everybody would respond, it has been tremendous to hear people say just the simplest things of, I'm with you. I believe in you. Uh, remember, remember who God is. Remember who you are in this. And they helped me to see, as much as I didn't want to see, that I think part of why this sermon has been so difficult to prepare is, as Ben mentioned a few weeks ago, we've just come out of a really long season of suffering. And it's really so much easier to talk around something than it is to let it really hit you, to let it sink in, to let it permeate first, to let it do its work in you, and then to preach from that place. And I think that's what I was struggling with. I was struggling. There'd be moments where I would I mean, I feel like the Lord really ministered to me this week in terms of remembering this last season. Uh, but it would like only go so far, and I'd be like, okay, that, you know, that's, that's kind of good. Uh, let's get back to work here. Um, I heard somebody say once, what God wants to do through you, he must first do in you. And that's where I found myself this week. That was, that was the su- struggle. That was the suffering. So as Ben shared a few weeks ago, um, you know, this, this past few years have been a struggle. Um, it's been really difficult for our family. We've, um, I mean, I've dealt with years of chronic pain and lots of doctors and trying to figure out what's going on. We moved across the country to have things not work out. We moved back across the country and getting settled the last couple of years. Um, last fall, I had a diagnosis of cancer and had to have surgery. Um, so it's kind of just been thing after thing after thing. Um, the thing that suffering does though, is that it reveals, it reveals what's underneath the surface for us. And all that stuff comes up right in your face, right? And what it has been revealing for me is that my typical response to bad things, hard things, is one, I don't like it. I do not like this. (laughs) And I need to shut it down. I need to pull back. And I need to just give up and run away. Run away from it. That would be easier. And the bad news that the cohort that has been helping me with this week, um, that I've been really struggling with, has been just that I'm drowning in it. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever been through seasons of life like that where you just feel like you're just barely above the water, you know? Um, feels like it's going to overwhelm me, you know? It feels like it's consuming me. 
and I'm all alone in it, which is almost worse, <laughs> you know, than the fact of, uh, or the struggle of, of, of drowning. And so our, our passage today makes this audacious claim that in suffering, you're actually blessed. You're actually blessed. Happy are you who are suffering. And it tells us to not be afraid. And for me, my personality is, um, not sure if you guys are familiar with Enneagram or not, but I'm an Enneagram 6, which is like the, the personality type that really loves security, really likes to be safe. So to hear that, I'm just like, ho, 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 hold on now. Not be afraid, that's, that's kind of all I know in life. It's saying we can walk confidently towards it and go through it. So it's kind of ironic that I get this passage to preach on this week, isn't it? But we proclaim the good news today that even though we still experience suffering, we remember that our God walked through suffering to resurrection victory. And he now walks us through the same. And he empowers us to walk with others through theirs. So this mentality is the complete opposite of the world. I know it's the complete opposite that's in me. And our culture teaches us not to expect suffering in life. I mean, we don't, we don't sit our kids down and teach them, uh, you know, like we don't sit down Casey and Cameron and be like, okay, listen, little girl, I need to tell you a couple truths. <laughs> Bad things are going to happen in this life. You never know what kind of difficulties are around the corner, but you can know they will come, and they're going to be awful. <laughs> we don't do that, right? We don't do that. I mean, I hope we don't do that. Gosh. Um, we teach them as we've been taught. We, we teach them how to avoid suffering. We say things like, you know, don't forget to do your homework so you don't get in trouble. Uh, don't forget your coat. You might get cold on your way to school, especially if the bus breaks down, right, girls? <laughs> don't run with scissors, you could get hurt. We teach them all these things to avoid suffering because it's the message we've been told and the one that we focus on. That, like Ben said, having life means having the absence of suffering. That is what we're taught is the good life. So when we do eventually face difficulties, we're surprised. We panic, we get angry, because we all have this innate, universal default within us, this sort of knee-jerk reaction of avoidance. So how in the world could suffering be something that we don't have to avoid, that we don't have to be afraid of? How in the world could we possibly say we're blessed in the midst of suffering? So let's take a deeper look at uh, our passage today. The first point in the good news is that God walked through suffering to resurrection victory. Our passage is telling us, remember what God has done. Remember. Our God is a suffering God. He wasn't afraid of suffering. He didn't avoid it, 
but he entered into it. He entered into it and was not conquered by it. He actually entered our suffering for the purpose of overcoming it. It says in verse 18, For Christ also suffered to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. See, Jesus' story did not end with suffering and death on the cross. And our stories must be uh, always understood through his story. It's like the lenses that we put on. We have to see our story through his. So by entering suffering, Jesus changed that narrative of the world. He changed the pattern. He gave us a new pattern to live by, that our identity in Christ now breaks that old pattern. And in him, everything looks different, even suffering. So remember, remember what God has done. The second good news is that God now walks us through our suffering, that we're not alone. He's saying basically the the suffering places, our suffering places are now where God meets us in his fullness. And that's why you're blessed. Because it's the place of the divine at work. It's the place where God's fullness meets us. And so instead of suffering, tearing us down, instead of bad things uh, breaking us, it actually becomes a track for God's power to make us alive in the spirit. So we can embrace suffering. We can embrace the weakness and the need and the struggle because we experience in suffering what we experience in suffering becomes just a perfect fit with God's empowering presence. And that's why we don't have to be afraid. That's why our fear just dissipates. Poof, it's just gone. So we don't have to afraid. Don't be afraid of what you normally fear, what this world fears, right? Because the pattern of this world is fear. It's what's perpetuated all over the place. I mean, just read the news, (laughs) you know? But the pattern of the kingdom is the blessing of peace. The pattern of this world is fear, but the pattern of the kingdom is the blessing of peace. And peace is the rest that results from an assurance of how things are going to turn out. When we know the end of the story, We feel that breath, that deep breath that releases all the stress. And we live knowing the end of the story. What we live now is not just a chapter. Sometimes it feels like life is a chapter when it's really, we need to look at the whole book. So we experience, what we experience now is is simply one chapter, but focus on the whole book. It's not the end of the story. There's a bigger picture There's a bigger purpose going on here. The third good news is that God empowers us to walk with others through theirs, through their suffering. Christ led the way for us through the greatest of suffering, to the cross, and through death, 
In this, we know that he understands our suffering. He knows what it's like. And he now stands in redemptive solidarity with us in our suffering. He's our model and our example to follow. And that gives us the ability to now stand with others in their suffering, just like the cohort did with me this week. I love what it says in 2 Corinthians. The God of all comfort comforts us in all of our sufferings so that we can comfort those in their suffering with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. So it becomes this cyclical thing, this cycle, right? We receive and we give. We receive and we give. That's life in the kingdom. And that's why we don't have to be afraid. So we're empowered now to step into others' pain and difficulty. And we speak over them just as God is speaking over us. The suffering you're now experiencing is not the full story. And it's not the end. It might feel like the end, but it's not the end. So hold on to that hope. And you know, as I think back on my life, um, the most significant moments that have taught me the most have, have come from moments of pain and suffering. There are really some things I think that you can only know by experiencing suffering. You only get the message afterwards. <laughs> but these are times that will teach you and will transform you in a big, big way. God uses the very things that would normally destroy you, things like um, tragedy and sorrow, painful places. He takes those very things that would normally destroy you and he transforms them and he reveals his glory through them. Now, I'm not saying that God is a demented God who, who enjoys putting us through painful things. That's what I'm not saying, so please hear me there. I'm saying that he takes the things of this world that are from the devil and he uses them for good. He brings beauty for ashes. And honestly, I, I could not have gotten through these past couple years without people speaking that truth and that faith into my life. Having friends uh, stand with me and say, we're here with you. Friends saying, don't forget who you are. Don't forget who God is for you. And just as Christ entered into our suffering when he died on the cross, they're now walking with me through to the other side. The other side of resurrection life. God is actively redeeming our suffering. It doesn't get the last word anymore. And we're not alone as we experience it and as we walk through it. And he's with us today, wherever you find yourselves today. If you're in a season of, of suffering, if you've had a season of suffering, he's formed us into a community 
to walk alongside of each other. And I got to experience that this week, and it was tremendous. So we can trust that whatever comes, it comes with a provision to go through it. Whatever comes, comes with a provision to go through it. So we no longer need to cling to our old knee-jerk responses and reactions into the patterns of this world. Because instead of fearing suffering, we go through it with Jesus and with each other. And we now stand confident together, unshaken, in the face of suffering, sustained by the power of the Spirit. So I'd love for us to just enter into a time of response. And I want you to take a moment and remember the last time something difficult or bad happened to you. The last time you experienced suffering. And it could be, it could be something small. It could be something like a bad haircut. It could be like running out of coffee, which we did again, but Sean saved us. <laughs> and it came the next day, so we needed it. Uh, it could be potty training woes with your two-year-old. Could be something small, or it could be could be other could be big for others. You know, it could be a cancer diagnosis. It could be uh, a relationship that continues to be painful. It could be struggling with daily anxiety. It could be the sudden loss of a loved one. So big or small, bring that to mind. I want you to think about how you responded how it felt in your body. Did you feel a sense of annoyance or shock or irritation uh, or fear or panic, like I usually do? But what was your pattern of response to suffering? And what did you do? Did you, did you pull back from others and isolate yourself? Did you lash out at those trying to help you? Did you scramble to fix it? What's your usual? So let's just take a few seconds of silence and to think about that and hold it in our minds. And as we hold these things in our minds, our patterns, our defaults, I want to give you an opportunity to let go of them, to release them, to lay them down, and to pick up and embrace the power of the Spirit that's available to us. In the booklets, we've got a prayer of response, and we'll just have a time of uh, corporate prayer for those of you that want to pray this prayer out loud, and in the booklets it says, today in my pattern of, and you can fill in the blank there, to avoid suffering, I choose instead to focus on you and others who are walking with me to the other side of resurrection life. I'll open us in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you that we are not alone. That we may be hard-pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. We might be perplexed, but we are not in despair. 
We may be persecuted, but we are not abandoned. We may be struck down, but we are not destroyed. Today we stand together, able to let go of our default responses, trusting that you are walking us to the other side of resurrection life by the sustaining power of the Spirit.